Purdue was tested once again and came out with a passing grade once again, winning 64-63 at Michigan State on Monday afternoon, keeping the Boilermakers atop the Big Ten. Let's talk basketball with Brian Newbert and the latest on the football transfers with Tom Deanhart. That's coming up on Gold and Black Radio. Before we get to Brian, though, let's hit this. NFL playoff action continues. We're one step closer to Super Bowl 57. And for the NFL Divisional Round, check out DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Boost your NFL winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code GOLDANDBLACK. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL Divisional Round and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code GOLDANDBLACK. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Dissolve your limitations and experience a deeper connection with your mind and body through a series of wellness workshops. Join Sand Valley for curated weekends that provide an opportunity to detach yourself and develop new tools that will change your life. Sign up today to discover new ways to speak to your body. To reserve your stay, call 844-277-0191 or visit sandvalleypursuits.com front slash events. All right, Brian, let's talk a little bit of hoops coming off uh, Purdue's victory against Michigan State, 64-63 to on Monday afternoon in the Breslin Center. There are not many places in the country, Brian, that are going to test a team's toughness on the road more so than in East Lansing. And, I, you know, that's the big takeaway for me. Purdue pulled out a victory in a really hostile environment against a pretty good basketball team and one that really needed a, a, a victory coming off a loss, and Purdue was able to make the plays at the end to get a win. Yeah, I, I think you've seen, you know, kind of a winning instinct from this team kind of all season long. Uh, you know, even in the one game they lost, they made the big plays at the end that very nearly won them that game. Uh, it's just that Rutgers made one more. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, they executed perfectly uh, at the very end there when you ran a risk of getting snowed under by Tyson Walker. He was on a real heater there. And, and uh, uh, I think Purdue responded every single time, you know, there was the end one by Fletcher lawyer. There was the three by Caleb first that just kind of, kind of canceled out Tyson Walker's heroics. And then it, as it so often does with Purdue and Michigan state, it comes down to the last possession and Purdue executes beautifully. And it's, it's uh it's always a nice luxury to have to have, you know, arguably the best player in college basketball and the single most daunting individual matchup to go to with uh, with the game on the line. This was very similar to how these Purdue-Michigan State games in East Lansing tend to play out. And, you know, Purdue, once again, was was one, one possession better. You, you can't say enough about this team's poise and kind of their collective level-headedness in, in, in tough situations. They're in that situation again, like they were last year too, where you've got a very small number next to your name and you're going to get the best shot from everybody you play against proverbially is that word. Um, and uh, Purdue's responding, uh, you know, they, they, uh, they held off Penn state at the end. They, 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 uh, uh, uh beat Ohio State at the end, and then they beat Michigan State at the end. Last year's team 
you know, would have split those games at best, probably. Zach Eady goes for 32 and 17, which is pretty good. I know the the opposing fans in the Big Ten want to, you know, pull the whole, well, he's just good because he's tall stuff, which is just ridiculous. But the last play, Brian, the, the, the footwork for a guy who is seven foot four, nearly 300 pounds, to make that power dribble and then spin back into the lane and lay a ball into the rim. I mean, that is that is a hugely impressive play by a guy uh, of his size. It just tells you how athletic he is and his ability with relatively low experience as a basketball player to make just a textbook move in a, in a big moment. I thought it was just hugely impressive by Zach Eady. Yeah, he has really good feet for a guy that big, but he's also growing into some instincts here. So that was improv because yeah. he was trying to go baseline. Michigan State took it away, and he reacted. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you would think that with such so limited basketball, and you know, you, we are to the point now where he's played a lot of college basketball. So um, while it makes sense to to keep referencing his relatively short runway playing basketball. Um, he has played a lot of college basketball now. So he, he it, it it's not all that shocking anymore when he makes a play that looks like a guy who's been playing basketball forever. But that was pure instinct on his part. He, he, he read the defender's reaction and he played off it. That was not the proverbial uh, preconceived notion what he was going to do. He was not going baseline to set up the spin. Uh, he was going baseline to to stuff it on that guy's head. And uh, it wasn't there. He played off it. He made the perfect move. He he uh, he had ballerina feet in the right moment. And um, he scored it. He didn't try to dunk it. He didn't. He didn't try. He didn't try to overcomplicate the finish. And it was just a beautiful basketball play. Uh, contributed to in large part by an excellent entry by Fletcher Lawyer, too, who I thought, um, you know, really led him into his move and really gave him time to settle under the ball, really gave him time to kind of plot things out and uh, just can't say enough about the overall execution. The thing about playing through the post in situations like that is so much go so much more goes into it than just giving it to a guard, mm -hmm. letting them make a play because the post entry game is reliant on what the defense is going to do that they, they have a lot of options on what they can do even though michigan state bullheadedly insists on continuing to play one-on-one -on -one in the post um i don't know how many games that has to cost them before they change their approach um but you also have a bunch of different people involved in it and to execute that cleanly in that situation is was kind of a textbook example kind of, of produce poise and produce sort of level headedness and big and big moments this season. And big guys, when the clock is running down, have a tendency to travel too. I mean, it's just, they just do you get, anybody does in that situation, you get a post entry and you know, the seconds are ticking down, your feet might get moving a little bit quickly and you don't dribble and you end up traveling and turn the ball over, you lose the game. It was just impressive execution all the well, way. I think, top. I think that tends to happen more when the defense does something creative to try to stop them. Um, yeah. When you're just asking your center to just go one-on-one, -on -one, you know, 40 times in a game against Zach Eady or however many touches he got, you're just setting them up to fail. And you're just putting them in a really tough spot. And 
when he gets his position, you know, like that, and he's big enough where the entry's not all that complicated a lot of the time. Um, it's just a tough spot to be in. And that they didn't put any extra pressure on him. They didn't do anything to try to force a mistake. And they just let themselves be at completely at Zach Eadie's mercy. And, um, you know, I don't know, but that's, that's kind of, uh, that's kind of the way things have played out often against Purdue and Michigan state. Fletcher lawyer is always central to these late game situations. It seems like for Purdue, even in the one loss, I mean, to Rutgers, he hits the shot before the other shot. Um, and does it again in the game on Monday with the pass into to Edie and he's, you know, central to other things. Look, you've got a freshman guard who does not shy away from the moment. I mean, he embraces the moment. He's there. He's present for every second, it seems like, that, that something is happening on the court. That I mean, that even more than just hitting shots is what's hugely impressive. Well, no, yeah, he's becoming a great player, and he's – He's completing Purdue. Uh, you know, when you looked at what Purdue did in November and December, you had to sit there and think, you know, they're they're really relying a lot on Zach Eady here. They're really asking a lot of Zach Eady, and he's not getting a lot of help. You need kind of that second piece, uh, that second scoring piece, that second offensive playmaker. And Fletcher Lawyer's that guy now. Uh, he's been that guy for ever since Big Ten play resumed. Now he's, he's still a freshman. It's still plausible. There's going to be some tough days, but he's, he's been terrific and he's making it look relatively easy, uh, you know, for him to go into that environment and do what he did in the final five and a half minutes of that game. That was just big time stuff. And when you look at the numbers and when you look at the anecdotal examples of what he's done in big moments here, since big 10 play resumed, it sort of completely flipped the flipped the script on what freshmen are supposed to do. You know, uh, he freshmen typically, you know, get kind of that that fool's gold confidence against overmatched opponents in, in non-conference play. Yeah. And then when things get real, when Big Ten play starts, things kind of come back to earth a little bit. It's been the exact opposite. You know, he didn't make threes at he was a good player in non-conference play for sure but he didn't make threes at the rate he's capable of at the rate he probably wanted to and now he is and he's been an even better player in, in conference play than he was in non-conference play he's um i think what you're seeing in trey kaufman ran is kind of the typical freshman experience mm -hmm. um and everything about fletcher lawyer's body of work here has been the atypical freshman trajectory uh I, I think even Braden Smith as good as he was to start the season he's had some ups and downs in Big Ten play Fletcher Lawyer has been he, you know he he wasn't great against Rutgers he wasn't great in the first half against Ohio State he got in foul trouble in the first half against Michigan State but by and large he's he's as big a reason as anybody Zach Eady included that Purdue is now uh six and one in the Big Ten I doubt you put on being on the road which is a huge deal yeah, they're they're five and five and zero oh on the road. Um, for a team with two freshman guards, that's that's something. I think. Yeah, it's huge. It's, yeah. Um, you know, when you just looked at Purdue on the surface coming into this season, even if they were better than, you know, you could have thought they might be because they were so young and because they were relying on so many guys in new roles and stuff like that. Being 500 on the road 
for the season. And I, they're, they're still a long season to go here. Just because they're 4-0 on the road on uh, January 16th doesn't mean they're going to be uh, – they're going to be unbeaten on the road for the season, but you've gotten through two of the two of the harder ones in Ohio State, Michigan State, um, and uh, every road win is another step toward you know being really viable in those final couple of weeks for a Big Ten title. And uh, you you just can't say enough about what Purdue's done. Period, but more so what Purdue's done away from Mac Arena. That that game at Penn State too was, or that game against Penn State, Philadelphia too. That was. That was not an easy deal either. And, you know, as I, I, I talked a lot about after the game last night, winning time, I kind of define not just in the last couple of minutes of games, but when you head off opponents' runs like you did against Gonzaga, you did against Duke, you did against West Virginia, you did against Penn State. That's the stuff Purdue's also been doing away from Mac Arena is responding when things happen. Uh, and that's just so atypical of a team that's as young and as new as, as Purdue is. Yeah, the Caleb first three-pointer is a is a prime example from the Michigan State game. Yeah, I mean it's something that sort of it sort of gets lost in in all the things that happened in the last the one hour of basketball game that happened in the last minute of uh, of the of the game clock uh, against Michigan State. But the the first three-pointer it came at a time when you thought, well, this is this is getting away from Purdue. Yeah, I had. Had Caleb first missed that shot, people would have been like, what are you doing taking that shot? You know, because <laughs> that, that was a really big moment. And, you know, if, if Purdue misses that shot and Michigan State goes back down and scores, you know, it's – I think it was a four-point game when first made that shot. You know, all yeah. of a sudden, if they go back down and score – and that this was at a time when you couldn't stop Tyson Walker. Yeah. Um, so, assuming they would have scored would probably have been a better bet than assuming they didn't score. Um, uh, you're down at least six with, I, I don't know how much time was even left, but that was a big time shot by Caleb first. Um, I think you're just seeing a confidence in this team all the way down the line here. I know some, I know some guys didn't shoot the ball as well as they'd like to. I know some guys didn't play as well as they'd like to, but I think, um, you know, Caleb first showed a little bit of Fletcher lawyer, Braden Smith, unwavering confidence there in that big moment. And he should. He's a really good shooter. And I think uh, I think over time, through the, the course of his Purdue career, you're going to see a guy who's going to make a ton of shots like that. Does it hurt Purdue at all, in your opinion, that there are not any other seemingly any other elite teams in the Big Ten? I mean, only one other team is is ranked. I'm not talking about like right now, but when it gets to NCAA tournament time, that perhaps Purdue will not be as tested as what it could be in other years in the Big Ten. Well, we're talking about Purdue like they're an elite team because they're ranked number three in the country, when in reality you've had three 50-50 outcomes here in, in Big Ten. Four, when you count the Nebraska game, um, yeah. they could just as easily be 500 in the Big Ten right now as opposed to 6-1 and one because if – if uh, that Ohio State game goes differently, if that Michigan State game goes differently, if that Nebraska game goes differently, everything's very different. So looking at Purdue as an elite team at this point, um, in a league where everybody's cutting everybody else up, uh, I think there's a, a lot of season left. Uh, I, I think the I think the general competitiveness of the Big Ten is is a good thing for everybody. I think the fact that Purdue is gonna is, is gonna get a little bit more from everybody they play because of what their record says they are and what their ranking says they are, I think is 
something that's going to test their collective uh, uh, attention span, their collective focus, their everything last year's team didn't always do a great job of, I, I think is going to get put to the test the rest of the season. There's probably going to be a game at some point, like last year's game in Michigan, where everything just goes sideways on you. Um, yeah. It just hasn't happened yet. Uh, and it, if it happens, who knows when it'll happen. But, you know, so far so good. But Purdue's not exactly blowing everyone's doors off here. Purdue is – is still has a lot of room to get better. And that's the good news about all this, as as much as the record. Um, it's that Purdue's still not as good as it could be. You've got a bunch of guys here who who could be playing better. You still are giving up too many long offensive rebounds. Uh, I think you still have to prove you can be really consistent from a, a three-point shooting perspective. Um, there's still upside in this team. There's still a ton of upside in this team. And that's that's – that's as big a story as the uh, 17 and one record. If you ask me. Thanks, Brian. Have a safe rest of your trip home. Thank you. All right. Uh, let's take a break. We'll bring in Tom Beanhart. Talk a little bit of football that's coming up next. This is golden black radio. When it comes to land sales, it pays to have experts in your corner. Acre pro Midwest farm group is your local farmland specialist with decades of experience in Indiana agriculture. No one knows the market better. Whether you're doing a 1031 exchange or simply buying and selling farmland, your local AcrePro agent will walk the land with you and ensure the deal is done right. Visit AcrePro.com or call 765-587-3185 to talk to your local land expert today. Again, 765-587-3185. At Purdue Federal Credit Union, it's about a relationship. A relationship that goes where you go wherever you are in life. A relationship that's committed to free financial wellness resources, lower fees, and innovative digital banking solutions. Because we believe in people helping people. Let's build your financial future together. Purdue Federal Credit Union, your trusted financial partner for life. Federally insured by NCUA. On the far end of Main Street in downtown Lafayette, you'll find East End Grill. Industrial and classic, the restaurant is built like a steakhouse but handles like a bistro. East End Grill's menu includes creative starters, simple chopped salads, burgers, fresh fish and steaks, and the signature shrimp and grits. The staff prepares every item from scratch and emphasizes simple meals that incorporate fresh, local, and seasonal ingredients. A warm and inviting dining room features a cozy bar that includes a great selection of craft beer, inspired cocktails, and a robust and expanding wine list. Whatever your entertainment needs are, a cocktail at the bar, dinner with family, or a special event at the private dining room, the energized and attentive staff is here for you. East End Grill and Downtown Lafayette, welcome to our table. Designing and building since 1968, TNW has changed the way people think about construction. TNW's three-stage approach to designing and building is unmatched throughout the construction industry. Learn more about TNW's people, passion, and projects at TWDesignBuild.com. Experience unparalleled comfort, service, and cuisine at the Whitaker Inn. This Midwestern oasis is perfect for a relaxing staycation or weekend getaway. Escape from the ordinary at the Whitaker Inn. All right, Tom, let's talk a little bit of uh, football here in the, the off season, but the transfer portal is always alive, it feels like at least. And it is uh, this week for Purdue. The Boilermakers have, have drawn in at least three with the possibility that Purdue will still get more. Heck, they, they need a lot more, but it's been a pretty good start here. I mean, maybe a, a little bit uh, uh, delayed from what we 
perhaps would have anticipated, but perhaps that's to be expected as well with a new coaching staff coming in. But Purdue adds three here over the last several days. Arkansas defensive lineman Isaiah Nichols, Bowling Green offensive lineman Jalen Grant, and Arkansas safety Anthony Brown, as I uh, tweeted last week. Always a fan of Purdue DB's name, Anthony Brown. Um, what do you think of that trio? Yeah, it seems solid, right? Um, y'all, I mean, honestly, you know, we all know Purdue, like, like most schools, could always use reinforcements at just about every position. So, yeah. you know, these are guys which I think are starting caliber, especially Jalen Grant, the lineman from Bowling Green. Uh, he can play guard and center. I think they really like the fact he can snap the ball because Gus Hartwig's not going to be around for spring ball. Probably not going to be back in radio until August, coming off that knee injury he suffered against Northwestern. So he started a lot of games at Bowling Green. He's a Chicago kid from Mount Carmel High School. So who knows, you know, uh, maybe, maybe he gets a starting spot at one of those guard slots. Remember, uh, Spencer Holstridge is gone. So maybe there's a chance for this Jalen Grant kid from BG to start. And then, yeah, Anthony Brown, a young guy, uh, was just a true freshman last year. Um, good athlete, you know. Uh, uh, I know they got Cam Allen and Sanusi Kane coming back, but who knows, you know, this if, if Brown impresses him, at the very least he's a depth guy. Maybe maybe he can work his way into more of a significant role. And then, yeah, the Isaiah Nichols is a tackle, and we all know the losses Purdue had there. The big three of Sullivan, you know, Lawrence Johnson and Branson Dean. So, he can come in and, and certainly be part of that rotation and give some good depth, too. Yeah, I mean, those are all positions that Purdue certainly needs guys. I mean, there are not very many positions where they don't need a player. Maybe you can name a couple of them, perhaps running back, maybe tight end. I, I don't know. But the point being, Purdue will still be going after uh, some other guys here, uh, right? And the portal is still open for guys to jump into at least through uh, tomorrow. Now, of course, those players who are in the portal can can commit anywhere at any time, but uh, a, a chance here still for Purdue to, to add guys? Yeah, there's no doubt. And I think you're going to see that happen in May. Um, Purdue's done for now. I mean, everything I know, Kyle, um, uh, it's sewn up. Classes have started. You know, yeah. you can't get in school. And, and I think Purdue had to make they had that calling some favors maybe to get these guys in school because it had been going for a week already. And I was told Purdue doesn't typically like letting guys, people, anybody enroll, football player or not, you know, 48 hours after classes have started. So we're already a week deep. This is the start of the second week for Purdue academics. So they're done for now for, for this semester as far as guys come in being a part of spring football. But again, May 1st to May 15th, uh, that's your next window of opportunity. And, yeah, expect Purdue to be very active. You know, the coaching staff will have had their spring practice. They had a good, real good look on the, at the roster uh, and know what their needs are even more acutely. Players on the roster will know how they fit in. Maybe they want to see greener pastures. And on it goes, right? So, yeah, there's still going to be a lot of needs. Uh, I think, Kyle, the top two. I think the number, number one needs cornerback, without a doubt. Cornerback is DEFCON 1 or DEFCON 10, whichever one's the worst from War Games, your, <laughs> 1980, your 1983 classic with Matthew Broderick. And uh, and then I think uh, wide receiver too, buddy. Yes, I know, you know, TJ Sheffield's back and Abdul Rahman Hussein and Mershon Rice and Tyrone Tracy, but I think, Kyle, they, they really need 
a couple alpha receivers, a couple yeah. blue chippers, right? Some difference makers. So I think those are your top two spots. You know, speaking of Tyrone Tracy too, I wouldn't be shocked if maybe he moves to running back full time as well. Um, yeah. You know, Devin Mockaby, we all know he's he's your alpha there, right? Dylan Downing's back, but after that, my friend, it's it's basically Bupkis. Um, yeah. You know, they have, they have the true freshman, Kentrell Marks, who didn't play much last year. He was hurt, didn't even practice much. And I think you need three running backs. And I wouldn't be shocked. Maybe Tracy doesn't get a long look. I mean, he makes a full-time shift to running back. Those guys still need a position coach, right? That's the one position yeah. uh, left for Ryan Walters to fill. Any thoughts on on when that will happen? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure of a timetable. Uh uh, I think they wanted to hire the, the Northern Illinois running backs coach. PJ Fleck got him. Um, I'm sure uh, Walters is efforting, you know, a hire here. So you're right. There's nine, nine hires so far. You have a 10 man staff running backs, the job open, but also Kyle special teams remains open. How that's going to be handled is sort of TBD. Uh, will it be split among staffs? You know, will duties be split among each coach? Um, will, will one of these coaches take on that title too, like a tight end slash special teams coach? I don't know. So that's something to keep on your radar too. Yeah, that's interesting to see how, how that will work out because it doesn't seem like, uh, at least as of right now, that they have like a dedicated guy, right, as the special no. teams coordinator. Like we it have seen not. at times during Purdue's past. Yeah, I think you need one guy to have ownership for that. I just think if it gets split up, everybody starts looking to each other and go, Hey, I thought you had this. I thought oh, you had that. Yeah. And I think you need one voice, one guy to organize it all. That's just me. I mean, again, I called ownership responsibility, the point, man, these, these, this is your job. These are your duties. And it falls at your feet. Instead of having five guys trying to handle it, each handling different aspects of special teams. I don't know. I'm sure it can work that way too. But again, um, again, that's just getting special teams and running back. Those are your two positions uh, that still really have to be fleshed out here for this first staff of Brian Walters. Thanks, Tom. You bet, buddy. That'll do it for this Gold and Black Radio podcast. Thanks to our sponsors, as always. If you do like the podcast, be sure to subscribe by searching Gold and Black Radio on your favorite podcast app. Rate us five stars as well and leave us a comment. Well, that'll do it for this podcast. For Brian Newbert and Tom Deanhart, I'm Kyle Charters. Thanks for listening. This is Golden Black Radio.